From the Shepherd House International in Georgetown, Guyana, Bishop Victor Connors Asabre, anointed by God, will inspire you with rare and down-to-earth but provoking teachings from the Word of God to love the Lord deeply and to devote yourself to His work. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Now, here is Bishop Collins. stand in your presence. The Bible says that your presence is fullness of joy and at thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Thank you for bringing us together again like this. There's no better way to start our week than to come to your house and to come and meet with you and to experience you and to be directed and to be encouraged by you. I pray for everyone who's here this morning that Lord you will speak to our hearts. Let a word be spoken to every single person in this sanctuary this morning. Above all, let us not leave your presence the same as we came. I give you praise. In Jesus' name, somebody said amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Turn to one or two people and say, get ready for what God has to tell you. Wonderful. Matthew chapter 3, verse 11 of Matthew chapter 3. I just feel that there's something that the Lord showed me, and um, I want to continue talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Um, he cannot be spoken of more enough because He is our helper. The Holy Spirit is our helper. You get it? The Holy Spirit is our helper. If we can do anything now, tomorrow, in the future, it will be by and with the help of the Holy Spirit. Somebody say Holy Spirit. Wonderful. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 3 verse 11, um, John the Baptist, and I, I spoke to you about John the Baptist, that when you read the Bible, you have to understand who is speaking. You get it? Most people don't play with their grandmother's words. Granny used to say, Granny used to say, my mother used to say, Eric, my mother used to say, my mother used to say, my mother used to say this. But they don't take the words of Jesus for um, as important. Jesus is bigger and greater than your grandmother. Please tell the person sitting next to you, Jesus is greater than your grandmother. <laughs> and Jesus is greater than your mother. And greater than your father. Uh, Karen, who are you talking to? You don't have anybody to talk to. You should have somebody to talk to when a bishop says something. We have to understand that Jesus is greater than the president. So when Jesus says something, it's very different from when you say something or when, or when a friend of yours says something. You get it. In the same manner, Jesus himself said something. Jesus said that there's no human being. Can you hear me at the back? Wife, can you hear me at the back? You can. Ezekiel, can you hear me at the back? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Ivo, can you hear me at the back? Did you bring the gun? Where's, where's Dwight? He's coming. I want to ask him whether he really has a gun in his house. Because his daughters say they have guns. I don't know how. He, he, know about, he doesn't know about that one. Ivo is the one who knows about that one. Okay. <laughs> Because we, you know, Pascal has been telling me they've been told that that Ivo, Ivo, the, the big Redmond, the girl Jael says she has gun, she has gun. So I wanted to find out. So last time I met her at the Macarius house, and I asked her, "Where is your gun?" 
You see, it's at home with her sister. <laughs> so I, I now believe that it's, it's true. Because children, they don't lie. <laughs> yeah, children don't lie. Yeah. I wanted to ask Dwight, but Pastor Gavin says, no, don't ask him. He's not advisable. Ivo is the one who knows these things. <laughs> She's all from Middle Road, Dr. Dwight. <laughs> Yeah, when a girl said me mouth open like that, oh, she got gone. It be by his sister, because yeah, yeah. he, he she threatened Pastor Calvin that he would shoot. She would shoot him. Yeah, we almost called the police, you know. <laughs> yeah, she threatened Pastor Calvin, but I said he would, he would shoot him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> good for she gone, you know. But when we talked about Brad Wright and how good and nice he is, we decided not to press charges. <laughs> it's a good one. <laughs> yeah. And so Jesus said that out of all those who were, who are born, who were born by a human being, there's nobody greater than John the Baptist. Nobody. Nobody greater. Nobody greater than you. I said, all over. I don't know why, 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 why are you not working with me? Why are you not working with me? Who's cutting off our sound? You get it? Eh? Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, because men don't give birth. <laughs> men don't get pregnant. <laughs> so when you talk about the things that people talk about, something wrong. Yeah, he said, there has not risen a greater than John the Baptist. This is Jesus speaking. If I tell you, maybe so, Lord, he, he liked John the Baptist, that's why he's saying that. This one is not me. We are reading. Can you read? Can we all read? We all went to primary school, isn't it? <laughs> this right there. John the Baptist. He said, notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. <laughs> Yeah, because the guy didn't have any place to stay. He was just sleeping on the trees and all of that. Now, this same John made a statement in the chapter 3 and verse 11, which we have, we have been dwelling on Sunday after Sunday. Are you with me? John the Baptist said that he came to baptize people with water. All right? And then he says that the water is good, but there is something more important. Is that TikTok? Hey, shall a long time? I ain't seen you in a long time. You're good. You're looking handsome, man. Wow. Must get a wife today. <laughs> Take a talk. We must have ticket talk. <laughs> yeah. And he says that, but there's he that comes after me. He that comes after me, he's mightier than I. And, and you see, it's not very usual for people to tell people others that there's somebody who's greater than me. Nobody, nobody, is, it's not easy for you to say that, oh, yeah, yeah, in fact, when you look at this girl, she's, in fact, she's more beautiful than me. When I look at her, she, she's more pretty than me. People don't, people don't give in to those things at all. Jalon, oh? It's very difficult to say, Sister Evo is more beautiful than you. No, with what, with what, with what? With what? With what? What, what she got that I ain't got? 
<laughs> you seeing good? Yeah. <laughs> but for somebody who seems to be greater, because John the Baptist was the preacher of the hour. I mean, there was no man of God in that season, in that time, like John the Baptist. I mean, somebody who the church, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they would go to him and say, yes, I am a sinner. Baptize me. Main man of God. Yeah, he was a Pope. And he says that I am nothing compared to this one who is coming after me. It takes a very good spirit, Alexis, to say that, oh, that, oh no, I, I admire him. Admire him. People don't normally do that. He said, when he comes, he is not going to baptize you with water. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And so, since then, since then, some of the disciples took notice of, of, of that statement. So in John chapter 1 verse 9, verse 29, John chapter 1 verse 29, if, if, you, if you care to go there, John chapter 1 verse 29. Epson, where's Epson? Okay, all right. You're on holiday today. Okay. The next day, John sees Jesus. It's just like after such a statement. Then the next day, John sees Jesus coming unto him and saith, some people say, oh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Why is it four gospels? I mean, no, they all come together to, to give a complete picture because it's an account of the life and ministry of Jesus Christ. Are, are you following? So you see that when uh, John the Baptist spoke about the, 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 the Holy Ghost baptism and how Jesus is going to do that, then the Bible says in the gospel according to St. John, John records here that after that statement, then the next day, John sees Jesus coming unto him and he says, Behold, everybody look. Everybody look, look, look. He says that the Lamb of God which takes away the sin of the world. The, the guy that I've been talking about, of course, he didn't say, look at the guy that I've been talking about that he baptized you with the Holy Spirit. He said, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He points him out. He points him out. And so, what we are trying to learn and to understand in this church is that we have to, we have to look forward. We have to experience what John spoke about. We have to experience what Jesus brought. And Jesus brought the Spirit of God. And, and I sp- I've spoke, uh, spoken about that at length. I've said so many things. If you go back to podcast and you don't look for something else to hear or, and, and to, to, to uh, abuse me or something. If you listen to podcasts genuinely, you will learn something. So on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost came. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. The Bible says, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, last week, spoke about the influence of the Spirit. They were all together in one place. And the Bible says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. The wind filled the place, just like we are here and there's a breeze. And the breeze comes inside into this, this auditorium. And then you feel it. And the Bible says, what? And verse 3, the Bible goes, and there appeared, there appeared. You see, this is Luke writing this. Luke was a doctor. And he was writing the account here. 
the account here in the Acts of the Apostles. He said, and there appeared, we saw the appearance of clothing, clothes, clothing tongues, like as of fire. And he said that, and that thing like fire, like the, you know, when you light a candle, that, that, that sign, that, he said that it appeared on the head of everybody in the upper room. Each person, he said, we saw it on the head of everybody. And the verse 4 says that, and everybody was filled with the Holy Ghost. Every, and they were all, they were all, I said they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began, they began and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So unlike how many of us even don't know, or many of us have been taught, because, I mean, along the line, if you come to this church, if you visit us, and, and you stay, you must have been to another church before. I'm sure there's, there's nobody here who, who this is your first church. I mean, it's rare to have somebody here who this is your first church, maybe apart from Joshua. <laughs> and Ezekiel and these small, small, small boys. There, so some of you grown-ups, you have been to churches before. And you've, you found yourself here because you have not found a church that can keep you. Because when it comes to church, people don't take church as an important place to choose. Are you with me? When it comes to school, we can try and choose the best school. Yeah, even if you don't get it by marks, you look for uh, uh, to transfer to a good school. Success. Morgans. All the places. Smart. There's all kinds of fantastic names. All the things. When it comes to food, we like to say, no, 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 I don't like this food. I don't like to buy from here. When it comes to, when it comes to vehicle, you go, you, do, ah, you buy. They're almost everything in our lives, we make conscious efforts to make a choice. But when it comes to the church, we never think of the church in that light. We never make a conscious effort to choose a church just like you choose a man. In fact, some people choose men who won't take them anywhere. And they like them and they'll be with them. But when it comes to church, where God is going to use to help and bless you, you are not conscious. I mean, you are not conscious. We are conscious of the church we have chosen to be part of. Because it's a very important aspect of your life. It must be important to you to look at the church analyze the church and say this is my church from today and so be it for the rest of my life it must be an important thing to you that's why some people have been here for years if you are just visiting us we have been here for years the church didn't start here you see you, we didn't start here we came from somewhere anybody you meet they have come from somewhere there's not a single person here who was born here in this bush Everybody came from somewhere to be here. So when he comes home, I'm going to a church in number two. We came from somewhere. We came from zero or maybe minus one. Before we got to number two. But I'm saying that people don't choose churches consciously. In fact, some people are just, they have the habit of just visiting churches. Every week. I'm going to some uh, uh, Thanksgiving. I'm going to some, uh, uh, um, how do you call it? Some christening. I'm going to some something. Oh, a friend invited me here. 
you, you don't, you see, when you get married, if not even married, when you have a child father, Odaya, I hear. Please wake up. <laughs> it's morning. Yeah? It's morning. You hear the cockroaching? Cock, 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 cock. It's morning. <laughs> yeah. When you get, if it's child father, we don't leave child father alone. We still child father until we are 48. And child mother never done. Mm. Yeah, it's an adage, it's a proverb, it's a saying. Old, old firewood, they catch fire quick. Easy for catch fire. The devil, you know, is better than the angel you don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's a dark sea. It's a dark sea. <laughs> when it comes to church, no, 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 no. Many people are church dangles. They move from church to church. Never make a conscious effort to stick with one good church. And that is why you miss a certain kind of teaching. The Bible says here, and, and by the grace of God, all that we, we say here, we try to say it from the scripture's point of view. The Bible says, and all of them were filled, all were filled, and all of them began to speak in tongues. So there is nothing like I speak in tongues and you don't speak in tongues. God is not a God who will give something to someone and not give somebody else something. He has given it to all his children. He has built a house. He's given a, 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 every child a room. Yeah. There's nothing like there's, there's, there's a, the, the Holy Spirit that's speaking in tongues. It's for some people. It's not for some people. It's a gift. Somebody say it's a gift. And so I don't have that gift. Like somebody was asking me, is it compulsory to speak in tongues? I said compulsory? The word compulsory is a very interesting word because it's you who need it. So I, I, it's not... Uh, there's nothing compulsory if you need it. It's essential. It's life-threatening. It's a life, I mean, your life, your Christian life, hinges on your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Just like Peter, James, and John, their ministry hinges on their work with Jesus Christ. It's the same way our ministries, our Christian lives, Christian lives are hinged to our relationship, the fullness of the Holy Spirit in and upon our lives. All of them began to speak in tongues. So when John the Baptist spoke in Matthew 3, 11, and then in John 1, 29, we saw the person he was referring to. Then in Acts chapter 2, what Jesus told his disciples that I will have to go before the Holy Spirit will come. But make sure, I promise you, I promise you, Jesus said, I am promising you. I said, when I go, he will come. And so Jesus left at the end of the Gospels. So Acts chapter 1, they were lonely. They didn't know what to do. So they were praying. Every day they were praying, they were praying, they were praying, they were praying. Then Acts chapter 2, bam! Holy Ghost. Hey! When he came, people were speaking all kinds of languages. Then the whole church started... People were influenced. People used to sell their lands and their cars and they bring the money to the church. Now, if you say, if you even say it, 
even say it. Yeah, if you even say, sell your house and bring it, let's do something in the church. Somebody will take you outside. You'll be the topic of a conversation outside. I went to a church. The bishop said you should sell your house. But you see, when the church started and people were filled with the Holy Spirit, they did things that people, human beings, could not understand. And it was okay. And now that we don't have the Holy Spirit, almost everything is difficult for us to do. And, and we, must, we must really pray, we must really repent because we are half or not close to what happened in the beginning of the church. They were moved. There were things they did because they were moved by the Spirit. Because, ladies and gentlemen, if, if you are left with your money, you won't give your money to anybody. Everybody likes money. Everybody wants to keep their money. Why should I give my 5000 to you? For what? Eh, I need 5000 tomorrow. You get it? So for somebody to blindly take out their money in their wallet or in their bag and come and put it in the orphan bag, something invisible is working on them. And that is what we need to serve God. Otherwise, anytime we are too conscious of ourselves, we will do things that are wrong. We will do things that will please human beings. We will do things that will please ourselves and not please God. So when you do things that pleases you, it is because you don't have the spirit or the spirit is not influencing you. You are not allowing the influence of the spirit. That's how we struggle. That's how we struggle. Because remember, when Jesus was with his disciples, they could not do anything without Jesus' consent. It's like, they can't just go anywhere. They used to follow Jesus. So whatever they would do, Jesus was involved. And so they are likely not to do the, 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 the wrong. They, they can't do the wrong thing because they were with Jesus. It was when Jesus said, you see, the, 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 don't pretend that you see, you, the devil have sought to sift you like wheat. Because that was a moment where they were separated. From the time Jesus was arrested, that was a separation. And that's how you see the manifestation of the self of all the disciples. <laughs> Everybody, even when Jesus died and he, he, he rose again and they had not seen him, they went to the sea, they started back, they went back to fishing. It's like the person who he used to influence them on a daily basis, walking around and preaching like they are mad, the person is gone. So you look at your life without an influencer and your life with an influencer is completely different. Carry on, look up here. All right, why are you watching so? Who talking to you? Watch me. I talking to you. You watching? You sit in the front rows. I'll see you. Yes. And you must choose. You see, your struggle is because you don't have or you have not allowed an influencer in your life, a good influencer. That's what I'm saying. That just if you read your Bible, you understand. Compare the disciples before they met Jesus and when Jesus died and rose again and they didn't know Jesus, how confused they were. If your life depends on God through me, when I'm no more, you'll be affected. You will be affected. I tell you. Even here, as we are here, sometimes, so, so, so I don't know what Bishop wants. So, so why has the church not started? So they are waiting for Bishop to say something. It's like even the lack of the little communication, people are still confused as to what to do. How much more if the person is not around? 
Person, you, you can even compare it to your parents. If you are so dependent on your parents and one part, your father and your mother die, they die one time, what's going to happen to you? Yeah, you have to join them to be happy. <laughs> because it's not easy now to start carving your own path. Now you have to remember some of the things that, so when you wake up in the morning, what, what, what will mommy do? When you wake up in the morning, what, you have to now go back to the things that you used to do when they were around and try and repeat the same things on a daily basis. That's why when Jesus died and he wasn't around, the, the people went back to what they know. If, if we leave, if we close down this church, or if I live here right now, many of you will go back to before you met me. <laughs> cry totally. If you ask me here, cry, you've gone back and come and gone and come, gone and come. How much more when I'm left here? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, with me, I do it's something I get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, if there's if there is no shepherd house Sunday morning, what would you do? You see how you replace your Sunday mornings with something else. Football. Cricket. Yeah. Bashment. <laughs> yeah. The creek. Are you following me? Eric, are you there? Was it late night? <laughs> yeah. You'd be surprised. You'll be very surprised. So that is exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about life with the Holy Spirit and life without the Holy Spirit. Just like life with Jesus for the apostles and life without Jesus for them. Peter only realized he could preach because of the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, he would never open his mouth to say anything. Jesus gone. Oh, what happened to me? Are you preaching? Jesus used to preach. I was never a preacher. All of a sudden, in Acts chapter 3, he started, he started, chapter 2, right? In chapter 2, he started preaching. But, 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 he was not a regular preacher. But then when he realized that, oh, I am not alone. I am not alone. I am not alone. I am not alone. You go before me. I am not alone. That is when he got the boldness because remember when Jesus sent them out two by two? They went boldly to cast out devils because they knew Jesus had given them the, 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 the support. And so when they realized that, no, even though Jesus is not around, he is with us in spirit, they were able to stand and do the same things they used to do. <laughs> uh, I'm glad there's podcast, you know, I'm, I'm glad there's podcast. Because it's too much downloading. So, before, I want us to rewind. Before the day of Pentecost. And before John when John made the statement. Let's go to Genesis chapter 8. Genesis chapter 8. Genesis chapter 8. Many people don't understand the Heiligkeit, the Holy Ghost. Are you there in Genesis chapter 8? Ah, 
Genesis chapter 8. And God remembered Noah and every living thing and all cattle that was with him in the ark. Right? And God made a wind to pass over the earth and waters as waged. Maxwell, I don't know whether, please, we don't know what is as waged. <laughs> God remembered Noah as well as all the wildlife and all the livestock that were with him in the ark. God caused a wind to pass over the earth and the water began to subside. Okay, we, we will settle to subside. <laughs> At least it's better than as wage. As much as we've learned a, a, a word, as wage is the meaning of the same as subside. Or it gone down. All right? Gone down. The water gone down. <laughs> that's the water. That's, do you have the Bible that will tell us that the water gone, gone down? You understand that? Like, no, it's whole. <laughs> ESO knows who Marvel doesn't say knows who because they are hosts. That's what they say knows who. That's Kirillis. Yeah, brutal. Kirillis is wild, pal. <laughs> Good basic Bible English. And God, this is Creole. And God kept Noah in mind and all the living things and the cattle which were with him in the ark. And God sent a wind over the earth and the waters went down. Hey! <laughs> Slade, are you there? Are you awake? My friend Slade, are you awake? You good? Where's your phone? <laughs> it went down. <laughs> Verse 2. Verse 2. And the fountains of the deep and the windows of heaven were shut. So, when you go to Malachi chapter 3, when the Bible says, if you pay your tithe, I will open the windows. When the windows open, flats come down. Because it was the windows that were opened that caused the flood. So, now that the flood, God is ending the flood, he shuts the heavens. And so you have to understand that when you give your tithe or when you pay your tithe, God opens a flood, a blessing like flood, when he opens the windows of heaven. Yeah? I had to mention that. I, I, I was tempted and I, I, I couldn't resist the temptation. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah there's no heaven open. I, and see if I do not make the windows of heaven open and send down such a blessing on you that there's no room for it. These are the two places where wind, heavens are open and closed. In Noah's days, in Genesis 8 and Malachi 3. Yeah. You go back there. Windows of heaven that were shut and the rain from heaven was stopped. May the Lord not shut the windows of heaven over your life. In Jesus' name. And the waters went slowly back from the earth. And at the end of 150 days, the waters were lower. 150 days, that's the 30 days in a month. That's five months, three by five. 1,500, that's five months. The flood was on for five months. They were in the ark for five months. Can you imagine that all of us are in a, a box for five months? So we beat each other. <laughs> Praise, I tell you. <laughs> hey. 
after two days, you say, me like she, me want she. Oh, that's how, when you go to the bathroom, you don't, you don't sweep the place like that. You go to the, you do number two and you don't flash. Or when you flash, you see uh, 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 residues of things that you don't clean. Ah! <laughs> what? Five months, all of us in a box together? The pastor will do over time. Over time. Over time. Mr. Noah. I'm sure, just like Moses, every morning, Noah had to sit down and take complaints. <laughs> there was a lion. The lion, the tiger, the, uh, the, the goat, the sheep, all of them had some good government tell. tell. Yeah. And after church, if I stand here, you see how the go- everybody will come. You see, they come to one after the other. <laughs> that, that, that is exactly how it was. Five months. Five months. Five months. The waters were lower. Go on. Number verse four. The Bible says, and on the seventeenth day of the seventh month. So five months have passed, seven months now. It's almost bringing forth a child. The ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat, which I learned is in Armenia, Eastern, Eastern Europe. And still the waters went on falling till on the first day of the tenth month. <laughs> five months. Then still in the 10th month, it's still not okay to get out. So sometimes your blessing comes around, but you can't have access to the blessing yet. (laughs) God releases the blessing, but it's like there's another five months. Five months, the rain stops. Now we're in the 10th month. And we are not reading that, what, Ham and Japheth. And, and Shem, they are, they, are, they, are running, they, are, they are riding their bicycles around. You don't hear that. The first day of the 10th month, the tops of the mountains were seen. I mean, the rain stops. But to be able to come out of the ark, that is another, that's one of the most important things in Christianity is patience. It's a very, very important thing in your Christian life to be patient. Because God's timing and our timing is so different that you just need to be patient. It's a fruit of the Spirit. Six. Then after 40 days, through the, through the open window of the ark, which he had made, Noah sent out a raven, which went this way and that way, so the waters were gone from the earth. Alright? Then you sent out a dove to see if the waters had gone from the face of the earth. But the dove saw no resting place for her foot and came back to the ark for the waters were still over all the earth and he put out his hand and took her into the ark. After waiting another seven days, he sent the dove out again. And the dove came back at evening, and in her mouth was an olive leaf broken off. So Noah was certain that the waters had gone down on the earth. And after seven days more, he sent the dove out again, but she did not come back to him. 
if you are following, know what this what first was a raven. He sent the raven out. He went to and fro. Then he sent. He went to and fro, which means that he, he never saw the, 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 the raven again. Then he sent a dove. The dove went and came back. After seven days, he sent a dove again. He went, came back with an olive branch tree in, in its, its beak. That's the third one. And then fourth, he sent out a dove and he didn't come back. Are you ready? I'm watching the movie. Are you watching the movie? You should ask yourself, a little bit of reading will help you understand, why did he send a raven the first time? Two birds. One is a raven and one is a dove. Ote, are you here? A raven is like a crow. The bird that has like a reverend crow. The bird that flies with white things around the neck. They are specialists in dead things, smelling things, decomposing things. They like garbage. So Noah sent that bird out knowing that if it was safe to get out, the bird will come back somehow. Because that was a bird that when he goes, he, he looks for. I mean, he sent the bird out. That is a bird that will eat dead bodies that are smelling. Carcasses. That's why he even didn't come back. Because the bodies and things were floating. So he had things to, to, to enjoy himself. So then it, it, it told Noah that, uh-uh, it's not safe. Are you following? So, it's like God knows who to choose for which assignment. The dove didn't go first. The raven or the crow went first. Yeah, they like decaying, decomposing things. Garbage, bola, dead things. So definitely as people were, were drowned in the floods and they were floating for how many days? Ten months, almost getting to a year. Their bodies were smelling. So when this guy goes out, he has a party. He's not coming back at all. He, he's forgotten about Noah. So Noah realized that, no, 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 no. I want to do a second test and see. So he sent out a dove. Now what you have to understand with a dove is that a dove flies very low. Unlike the the crows. They fly low. And a dove is a bird who returns to where he started his journey from. So Noah went into the ark and said, no, no. Not a, not a Malibanta. Not follow me. <laughs> dove, come. Say, Dove, come. There are assignments for different kinds of people according to God. So the Dove went out. If you have white, it will be better. That's not the Dove. That's pigeon. These are the ones who disturb your ceiling and, and, and destroy it. Maxwell, hey, we know Dove. Careful now. Or maybe this is dove in the scheme. This is dove. <laughs> that, that, hey. That's a ghetto dove. Okay. 
The dove flies very low. So no one knew that. Okay, if the raven went and it didn't come back and it's going to feed on dead bodies, no problem. But as for the dove, if the waters are still high, it will not find a place for its feet, like the scripture says. It didn't find a place for its feet. And doves returned to where they were sent from. And ladies and gentlemen, I want you to think of the dove as the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit came from God. He will go back to God and then the Antichrist will come. So the, the dove went back. Then he sent a dove a second time. Second time, he, he flies low. So he came back with an olive branch in its beak. Came back to Noah. So Noah realized that going down as raging, subsided or went in down or going down. Until he sent the dove a third time and it didn't come back. Yes. So when you see this, it's Noah, it's Noah's days. When you see this thing in, in, on, on what? Google and all of that. You should think of the dove Noah sent out. Now, the revelation now is that in Matthew chapter 3 again, Verse 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, I think 16. 15, 16. And I will close. Once you get a revelation, then we will close. And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now. For thus, Mark, so you've, you've changed your. Hmm? Can you, can you, can you? Can you be nice for once? Just be nice for once for a long time. I beg you. <laughs> Don't assuage. <laughs> but Jesus made answer saying to him, let it be so now. This is when Jesus went to John to be baptized. And John said, no, 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 no. I won't baptize. Not me. You rather have to baptize me. I know who you are. Jesus said, no, no, no. See, let it be so now. Because so it is right for us to make righteousness complete. Then he gave him baptism. Like he gave him communion, right? He baptized him. And Jesus, having been given baptism, straight away went up from the water. And the heavens opening, John saw the Spirit of God coming down on him as a dove. Remember, the third time the dove was sent, he didn't come back. Because finally, the dove has somewhere to land. It's the same thing with the Holy Spirit. After the Old Testament, when the priest, the king, and the prophet used to be filled with the Holy Spirit and they would prophesy, 
Oh, since all those times, God never had a permanent habitation for the Holy Spirit. Because the earth was flooded. Until the dove found one particular person to rest on, the dove will keep coming and going, coming and going. You come on a king and you prophesy. You come on a prophet and you prophesy. You come on a priest and prophesy. But to stay here on earth, he needed a place that was suitable for him, and that was Jesus Christ. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the surprise. Because Jesus was the proper place for the Holy Spirit. Through Jesus, now we have also qualified to be a place of habitation for the dove out of the ark of Noah. First time, he didn't find anybody to, to, to stay on. Second time, he couldn't find anybody to stay on. He didn't want to confuse Noah, so he brought something to tell Noah that, I mean, there, there, there's nobody, there's, there, the place is low, but there, there's nobody to form. There's no place to stay. Then the third time, after about three weeks, he came and he found a place to land. Jesus is that place where he landed. Ladies and gentlemen, to have the Holy Spirit is a great blessing and a great privilege. That is why the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 that don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? Because hitherto, before then, it has not been so... What we are experiencing, it has never happened, you know. It never happened to Moses. It never happened to Joshua. It never happened to Omerchizedek. All the great, great people we read about, they never were a proper place for the dove to rest. All of a sudden, because of Jesus, the dove now can come inside of Anna. And the Bible says, and they were filled. They were filled. And they began to manifest the presence of the Holy Ghost by speaking in tongues. To be filled with the Spirit means that you are very unique. And that uniqueness came to us because of Jesus. So you can't be around here and not want to have the Holy Spirit. It is a sign that Jesus is even inside of your heart. And that is a sign that your life is also a good place for him to come to. It's your life is a good place. Those of you who don't respect it, you don't speak in tongues, you don't care, you don't use it, you, you don't know how precious it is for God to fill you with his spirit. Let me tell you, go and ask Noah. Noah was never filled with the spirit. He was never filled with the spirit. Isaiah was never filled with the spirit. It, it will just come and then he will speak and then it will go. It will come, he will speak and it will go like that. But to have a habitation, to have a place, this is my place. God said, build for me a temple where I will dwell. 
And the Bible says, and, and, and the, 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 our bodies, first Corinthians chapter says, our body says the temple of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit of all the ark, he was safer in the ark. The Holy Spirit was safer in the ark. The dad was safer in the ark. He didn't have any business to come out of the ark. The best place for the Holy Ghost was in the ark. But the Holy Ghost left heaven for your life and for your heart and for your body. Why don't you want to welcome me in your heart? Why don't you want you to welcome me in your life? Because it's a rare, it's a rare opportunity. It's a rare opportunity to have the Holy Ghost come. It's like your life is the type of life that he tells the Lord, say, Lord, thank you, I found a place. Don't worry, I'm safe here. I'm, I'm safe in Pastor Keith's life. I'm safe in Keith's life. I, I'm safe in Tawana's life. I'm safe. I'm safe in the... It's, it's, you see, when you read John, John's book, when God walked the earth, Michael was having a conversation with Jesus. And Jesus spoke about these things that I'm talking about. Michael was blown away. <clears throat> Michael said, he doesn't understand why God is so interested in these little, little things around here. Why is the Father so concerned about these people? Why is he so concerned? That he will, he will let his spirit come because they have been around for thousands and thousands of years. They've never seen God come down as a man before. And neither have they seen his spirit come and dwell in this sinful man before. The angels were surprised and amazed at the angels. The, the evil angels are not filled with the spirit. They don't speak in tongues. Oh, how we belittle the speaking in tongues. Oh, how we belittle the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Oh, how we take for granted the presence of the Holy Spirit upon our lives. Let me tell you, let me tell you something. If, if you don't get the experiences that some people get in the church, it means that you are a type of land that the Holy Spirit doesn't see fit yet. There's something about you that prevents him from landing on you. So when you receive the Spirit, let me tell you, when you, when you feel the presence of the Holy Spirit, you got to shut off from everybody else. And just remember these words. Oh, who is me that you find me worthy to land on? And after all of this, many people still don't feel the love and don't sense the love that God has for you. And you are worthy for the dove to rest upon your life. Start your faith. We believe you have been blessed by the powerful teaching of God's word. For booking and more information on the ministry of Bishop Collins, please call us on 592-225-6760 or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com. You can also log on to www.shepherdhouseinternational.org. God richly bless you.